0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, our parents donate a ton of money to the Big Brain Academy, but we still don't get in. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including rumors of Game Boy and Game Boy Color games coming to Switch Online. And then on Thursday, we are going to be predicting its launch lineup, Mark, I think with some degree of accuracy.
1: (laughs) But in the meantime, Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, uh, this is the first time that I've opened my laptop in a few days because we are coming to the end of a three-day yes, work right. weekend. And, um, man, humans are filthy, filthy creatures. I try. Like, if you had asked me last week, I would have said that my laptop was immaculate. I'm opening it now. I'm seeing it with new eyes. It's yeah. gross. This scum- disgusting.
0: There's scum and gunk
1: everywhere. Uh, Gattaca <laughs> could not work in real mm, life because mm. people are too disgusting wait we're Hold spitting on. all over the place wait is that how gattaca
0: works is that you can't you can't spit anywhere
1: well i mean gattaca right like your dna is checked everywhere and so right part in parts of it like ethan hawk has to take somebody else's um, like you know skin um follicles that have like fallen off like and um put them in his keyboard so that way when someone comes right. by and tests it okay, okay. like you know like but you realize it would fall apart immediately because people are spinning each other's face all the time. Right, you just can't, that's like, why everyone has COVID. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you're right though. Uh, it's, I guess I had forgotten that there was that much um, like tricking the, yeah, the system to, with DNA. Yeah, he has to like do yeah.
1: everything because um, like Jude, it's Jude Law, right? Jude Law's just yeah, like so. living like a hermit and giving his like skin shavings to people. Not a bad life if you can, uh, if, if you if can you, swing if it. You yeah, get paid for it.
0: Uh, speaking of things that aren't bad if you can pay for it, the Sonic Forces borrowing program, uh, which is good even though you don't have to pay for it. I have to pay for it, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, would you like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces? You can certainly try. All you gotta do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and give us a mailing address where we can send my copy of this Switch game. You play it for as long as you want. You send it back. It doesn't cost you anything. I pay for postage both ways. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there instead of a copy of Sonic Forces uh there's no accounting for it it's just something that happens uh you can't predict a goose's behavior you can't predict the behavior of untitled goose game
1: another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts we really appreciate it it helps people find the show and if you do leave us a review and it's not on the u.s apple podcast store let us know Send us an email. Hit us up on Twitter. We would love to give you a shout-out, just like Sergeant Salmon, who left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a comment. I like this twist to the um, five-star review. He He says, you said that the SNES controller... Actually, I should say... They say, I don't know if Sar- Sergeant Salmon could be a woman.
0: Well, anyone can ra- ra- race through the ranks of, of, yes. of Sergeant. Yes, exactly. So they say- Gender non-specific.
1: You said that the SNES controller was the best of all time, but I think that spot is held by the GameCube controller. It fits in your hands so well, and the buttons are arranged perfectly. Let me know what you guys think. Patrick. Yeah. Gut reaction comparing the SNES controller, or really let's just talk on the GameCube controller sure. in general. Right.
0: Well, the GameCube controller is a very good controller. It's also a very specific controller. Um, I, I, I believe that the point that we were driving at with the um, Super Nintendo controller was that it is sort of the controller around which all other controllers have been based. Uh, and that is, the GameCube controller is almost like a, a deviation from that. And then like kind of conforms back uh, in, in the next generation. And that, like, everyone else, like, no one followed them on that detour, including right? themselves, including themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, because by the Wave Bird, sorry, by the Wave Bird, it kind of goes back to being more, um, uh, super NES controller like.
1: I, I would, I guess, a little bit. I, I feel like for me, the, uh, downside of the GameCube controller is, like, you said, it's like so specific. I think for the Nintendo GameCube, mm-hmm. the GameCube controller is amazing right yes. like the an- like it feels really good the analog uh shoulder buttons like feel really good all of it is a great controller but yes like i don't really know how you control any game that isn't specifically made for the gamecube controller with yeah. it yeah and so i don't know that it stands the test of time in the same way that like an snes, SNES controller does where I feel like the SNES controller does not require explanation. If you are like familiar with game inputs in general, the SNES controller makes sense in a way that the GameCube controller like doesn't.
0: Yeah, it's a weird one to revisit. I I, I do I like the idea of designating a prime button, like the button that you push all the yeah, time. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. And then also uh, on top of that, having like a secondary button, like the, the big green A button, the slightly smaller red B button, and then like X and Y being like little beans on top, I think is a really, I, I, I think that's incredible. And it's possible that that is the superior design. It's just not where we landed as a gaming culture.
1: Yeah, that that's right. That's true. That's actually, that is a really cool feature. And I could, if they wanted to bring that back, I'd be all for it.
0: Oh, yeah. I love a big main button, mm-hmm. a big, gr- and it's green. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, So yes, well observed, uh, Sergeant Salmon. Um, but I still think the SNES controller is more important.
1: A good distinction.
0: Um, October is Game and Watch month. Uh, we are committing most of our episodes during that we during that month, the the week of October, uh, uh, to the Game and Watch. Mark and I are going to be exploring all things related to. Nintendo's first portable hardware. Uh, we, uh, we're, Ideas are taking form at the moment, but we would still love your input. If there are uh, subjects within Game & Watch that you would like us to talk about, or if you would just like to relay your experiences with it, you can email us at Society at gmail.com. And thank you to everyone who has reached out to us so far. It is helpful, and it is encouraging also. Uh, so thank you, everyone, and keep it up. Um Mark we've got we've got uh two emails from Alex that are that are short that I want to uh address uh quickly. First uh he writes uh and this is on August 28th. Um at Mark Mitchell, what's your problem with Bowser Jr.?
1: Oh, that's right. Um Alex, I will put it simply that I just think he's annoying. I think yeah. he's an annoying character. I he does not bring me joy. And most uh, and baby the baby Mario varieties like they also fall into this category they ranked really low on our doctor list yes where it's like um i am not against them existing if they bring other people joy then that's fine but they do not bring me joy i do not enjoy looking at them i do not enjoy seeing them (laughs) i do not enjoy hearing them i do not enjoy thinking about them
0: now what i mean mark what would you say to someone pointing out that bowser jr is not baby bowser I would say well observed. <laughs> uh, no, uh, look, I, I, I think, I think, and this is look. I also hate Bowser Jr. Uh, j- just like you, there are uh, certain characters in the Nintendo canon that we have uh, a, a deep loathing for, and yeah. there's uh, nothing that's going to change that. Uh, uh, all of you King K. Rule freaks, I'm never going to understand you. He's a bad character. I don't
1: like him. I think given the option oh boy i would probably obliterate bowser jr from existence but given that i that is not within my power right i am content to um like just just talk about him yeah yeah just (laughs) exactly exactly
0: Uh, a, a second uh, email <laughs> from Alex uh, it says, "I was listening to the Zelda to the ranking the Zeldas episode, and I think that Link to the Past and Majora's Mask should be higher."
1: Well, I mean,
0: it's uh, frankly, I don't remember where we put them. On <laughs> I that don't list. either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. But I'll, I'll take your word for it, Alex.
0: They probably should be higher. Um, but I mean, look, there's Zelda games. Like,
1: it, it again, not remembering where we ended up ranking them. Right. I think <laughs> that Majora's Mask we uh. This is my memory. Yeah. I wanted to rank. I like it more than you like it. I wanted to rank it higher. We settled yep. kind of like not that high, kind of like between those two poles. And so I think that makes sense. Link to the Past, you and I constantly talk about on this podcast and is, off of this right, podcast. is a perfect game. In real yeah. life, is a perfect game. And so wherever we ranked it, if it wasn't number one or number two, we need to like talk to ourselves. Well, I feel like
0: number one and number two were almost certainly... And this is us now uh, guessing what our previous podcast sounded like. But I'm guessing that number one was Breath of the Wild. And number was. two was Ocarina of Time.
1: Like yeah, that that I don't remember.
0: I mean, I don't. I, I don't either. And it, I mean, thankfully, there's no way to know. Um, <laughs> all right, Marky, you ready to, <laughs> to get into what we've been playing this week? Yep. Uh, Alex, thank you for writing in. We appreciate it. Um, let's do it. Let's get into what we've been playing.
1: I did it I am back to playing the Legend of Zelda skyward sword yeah you I've are gotta tell you I was a little worried but for for a second you know um I was almost nervous getting back into it and it did because it's been it's been a couple of weeks and it did take me a little bit of time to just recall how to control link yes where you're like oh I'm falling from the sky how do I get like the sailcloth to show up
0: I mean, um, luckily, the button prompt appears yeah, on yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but okay. at the very, like, the last
1: second. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, So, yeah, it did take me a little bit to get back into the groove of it. But I did get back into the groove. I um haven't made a ton of forward progress. So, I'm in the, uh, like, Elden Volcano dungeon, the oh, yeah, Earth great. dungeon mm-hmm. right now. I've made my way to it. And I generally do not like these levels, like, in Zelda games. Um, Like the, the fire Yeah, dungeons. like in Breath of the Wild, like when you're in the Goron Kingdom and stuff, like not my favorite. Sure. But for whatever reason, and maybe it's like you observed earlier, Patrick, how Skyward Sword has like completely different races, you know, like completely new designs for characters, that I really liked the approach to the Earth Dungeon. Yeah. Except for the part where you have to get like the five pieces of the key, because I think those kind of quests are always kind of boring.
0: Yeah, well and like you you never stop doing dowsing quests before uh each <laughs> right. e-
1: before each dungeon. Yeah.
0: Um, which like, you know, just is what it is. Um yeah. uh it's I, I think I believe I am to the point in the game now where it is no longer dowsing for like individual pieces of a thing it's just douse for like the one thing oh. um which is much better because then it's just like okay where am I going here and then you know um but so so you're you're in the dungeon itself have you been rolling around on top of the the boulder no in the so I haven't yet? got okay.
1: so I just got into the dungeon and I was like okay gotta call it quit but the I could have I think gotten further but I got sidetracked by the gratitude crystals Mm-hmm. which um at first I was like this is dumb I don't want to do it but now I'm like obsessed yeah, yeah I yeah. want those little glowy orange things yeah um and because it the rewards the are rewards pretty are good so worth it yeah like bigger wallet um gotta get that big wallet more uh whatever you call it, like your adventure pouch you know yep. that you can like carry like so and also I like the big monster Thing. <laughs>
0: the big monster thing is great the fact that uh, the, so the the way that the the game sets us up is there is a girl who has gone missing um and uh like her parents are like oh my god where could she be and until you address this quest it's really all anyone talks about yeah. right um and <laughs> she is uh hanging out with a scary monster who lives under uh un- under skyloft uh-huh uh and like they're they're putting on like a. They're, are they, it's not a play that they're, but like they're pretending to be. He, she's pretending that he's being scary or something. Right. Yeah. So like you hear her screams and you're like, oh no, I have to save this poor little girl from a monster. And it turns out no, they're just pretending, and the monster is sweet, and he wants, uh, he wants you to give him gratitude crystals, yeah, or just like because, be exposed to them or something. No,
1: no, yeah, you are g- gathering gratitude crystals. Because he wants to become human? Is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's something like that.
0: I think he just likes gratitude. And <laughs> uh there's in the world of uh the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, gratitude becomes a crystal thing that you can hold in your hand and show to people. Cause you don't actually like spend them when he gives you rewards. You just keep like amassing them.
1: Right. Oh it, no 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 So it is. Okay, I, I looked it up. I looked it up. Great. So uh what's the, the monster's the name? monster's name is uh Batro. B-A-T-R-E-A-U-X. I love it. And um, Sounds like he belongs in Hytopia, right? Yes, totally. And so gratitude crystals are left behind uh, by people who have been helped. And Batro seeks these crystals to return to his human form. And he's willing to give you rare items in exchange for them. Thank you, the IGN walkthrough, for <laughs> a Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. I basically just read that verbatim.
0: Uh okay, so you got obsessed with uh collecting Yeah, got obsessed crystals. with gratitude yeah.
1: crystals and was like, How do I get gratitude more gratitude crystals? So I started like googling and it's like, well they're some of them are only available at night. So it's like gotta sleep, gotta find like a yep. bed. Yep. Um so
0: By the way, Link can go to sleep in anyone's bed. <laughs> even when even when somebody is house. like yes. share
1: yeah, they're in the house. If there's a uh, some one villager's house or one member uh resident of Skyloft's house where it's like a queen size bed yeah. and uh, there is a child asleep on one end, and Link can just get in, yeah, and just uh sleep until it's night. Anyways, I, I'm <laughs> obsessed with gratitude crystals. I've been collecting them as much as I can. There's little side quests on Skyloft, like there's a sick bird, and so you like go out to the island, you find it, um, and then go back, and you get more gratitude crystals. I love it. I I'm just really enjoying this game. I the what I. I forget what the race is called in the Elden Volcano, but they're like, little yeah, the mole, the mole people. people yeah, I love them. You know what they remind me of is like, because uh, they have this sort of like gangster isn't right. It's all, It it's reminds me of like, oh, sorry, like Tank Girl almost. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And it's like uh, their design. I'm like, it, this all just reminds me of like Spike from Newsies from Brooklyn. <laughs> I really like it. I'm I am just enjoying the game a lot.
0: I think we just uh, typified our, like, uh, our references. <laughs> Newsies <laughs> and Tank Girl. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, the, ha- have you done the uh, the side quest where uh, you're um, supposed to deliver a, a love letter? Um, no, not yet. Okay, so you have a choice between either delivering the love letter or giving it to the hand inside the toilet who needs paper. Um, and I just want to know what choice you made.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to get, is this a side quest that comes from the Lumpy Pumpkin?
0: No, uh i don't think so oh, okay, i think okay. it's a side quest that comes from the school
1: cuz oh no i have not done that cuz did have you so in the lumpy pumpkin yeah have you did you like crash the oh you bet i crashed oh, that okay, chandelier okay. i
0: mean the, that was something i did super early like first chance to like fly around the sky i landed at the lumpy pumpkin which is like a a, a tavern or something mm-hmm. in the sky um and there's a big chandelier uh, and it's got a couple like rupees and uh, a heart piece on it um And signs up everywhere being like, please do not jostle the chandelier. And so you better believe that I knocked that thing down like as soon as I could. Um, and then the owner makes you deliver pumpkin soup to people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've also found that, oh yeah, it took me a while to remember how to roll. Because yeah. I was like, okay. You got to
0: shake the left one. Yes,
1: yeah. So I was like, oh, I've got to roll into this pillar to knock down the chandelier. For the life of me, couldn't figure out how to roll. And so, but that being said, once I got back into the groove of the motion controls, I'm actually enjoying it more now the motion controls than I was yeah. previously. Although I still find myself, when it comes to combat, going a little just like waggle crazy mm-hmm. and not really lighting it up that well. Because when you're um doing when you're fighting things like the uh Bocoblins and stuff, it doesn't really make any difference seemingly. Like, it kind of does, but Yeah,
0: I mean, when, when I fight a Bokoblin,
1: I just wait for them to swing, and then I hit him with the shield, and oh, that, like, mix, staggers him, and then you can just, like, unload on him, and it doesn't matter anymore. One of these days, I'll figure out the difference between a Bokoblin and, like, a Moblin. Not which, sure which ones I've been fighting.
0: He, I mean, it's it's so hard. There's uh, I, I was just talking about uh, Twilight Princess, and they're called, like, uh, Boblins or something. like. It's just, like, another, like, slightly different thing. It's the goblins in the <laughs> game, right? Um uh what was i saying oh yeah i just uh stunning them and then like hacking away at them has been uh super useful uh for me but i i fought a couple of the uh like stal now which are the skeleton guys that have two swords um and so they only give you like one path like oh, through to, to like oh either swipe like vertically or um at a- at an angle um and then i fought another one that grew two more arms that had axes in them um so you really just have like one like point of entry uh that was a very
1: difficult fight. And I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, that's cool though. I, I yeah, I have not encountered any of those yet.
0: Yeah, uh, you you will and it'll it'll be great uh when when you do. When uh I, one of the things that I have enjoyed about this game um and I've not progressed too much further from uh where we talked last time, uh I am in the revisiting the the Faron Woods uh section of the game, which reveals the woods to be so much bigger and have like so much more cool stuff going on in there, including more like races of people. Um but I've I've got a a whip now. I've got um uh, uh a the Zora scale to let me, or it's a Dragon scale I think that lets me swim underwater and like do a little spin move, um and like all these kinds of things that all have different motion control inputs. Um, and I am amazed at how just kind of like fluid it feels to switch between them and just like kind of use Link's arsenal. It never feels like uh, Overly finicky or confusing or whatever, it just feels like natural and fast and fun.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping to get to that point. Um, Mark, you will. I believe you <laughs> will. I'm so glad to know that you're like back
0: back into it.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Like, who knows when you take a break for a couple weeks?
1: No, for sure. Especially, I feel like from a game like that where it feels like on an an investment. Just because I'm so early in it, yeah, that it's easy to fall out of it. But I, I, every time I've played this game, I have really enjoyed it. And so I'm, we've talked about this before, but I do think that slow and steady is a great way to experience this game. Yeah. Because I think the, some of the things that are irritating, like, you know, like um, the combat sometimes and or the like motion like controls dousing, and stuff like yeah. that, yeah, that if you put enough time between it, it's just fun to check back in instead of feeling like you're trying to get over all of those annoying things yeah rough parts of it
0: yeah it's nice to keep that sort of
1: like novelty of it up that like it feels
0: new and you know wh- when you engage with it every couple days instead of all the time
1: it's also fun to go around the sky world mm-hmm. skyloft yeah. Yeah. yeah well is skyloft just the island a great point mark or you is got, skyloft you got like me. the entire you got like sky area but um yeah like flying around on your bird is Fun. yeah i wish sometimes that it didn't take quite so long to get from place yeah. to place but uh and it's fun especially when i realized like oh like i can land at i should be aiming to land at different areas because you know on the top of this thing there's a chest and like all that right. kind of stuff
0: yeah and it's cool to like hit the blocks
1: on the ground to make treasure chests. oh yeah the, the uh, goddess like, yeah blocks or stones or whatever i i looked it up the the creatures in the Elden volcano are magmas. Mogmas. Yeah, I like
0: them a lot. Hey, speaking of Mogma, no, never mind. I was going to ask a question that ends up being a spoiler for Shang-Chi. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Mark, uh, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next
1: week. Today, Tuesday, September 7th, Sonic Colors Ultimate is released on Switch and other platforms, if you so choose. And maybe you should.
0: Uh well th- it's it's unclear. So uh the the game was available for people that purchased the digital deluxe version of it. Um it was available on Friday, I believe. Um and it seems like the Switch version is uh experiencing some pretty intense glitches and um like graphical distortions with kind of like strobe effects. Um however, it is also unclear whether that is happening on actual Switches or people using emulated Switch hardware to play the game, which first of all I don't really understand. How the game came out on Friday. How are people? How do people have emulated? Is it emulated software? Is it emulate? I, I don't understand what's happening.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not
0: sure either. Um, but uh, Sonic Team uh, has promised a, a patch for the the Switch version to clean it up. Um, but their social media manager uh, took to Twitter on Monday to uh, say the following quote: "Appreciate all your feedback on Sonic Colors Ultimate, uh, and the teams are listening and assessing for an upcoming patch. Thank you all for your patience as we dig into this." Quick aside, we've seen some graphical issues that are caused by an emulator, which is unfortunately outside of our control. Trying to figure out what bugs are legitimate can really slow down the QA process. If you're having issues, please do flag them here.
1: So this is what I think. Yeah. Unfounded speculation.
0: On your part. Yeah, on
1: my part. Is that, uh, you know, people play Switch games like Breath of the Wild and stuff on their PCs through an emulator. So that way they can get better performance than they can get from the switch. Sure. And so that and is what probably, I'm
0: guessing. Probably easier for capture purposes too. If people are putting it up on like Twitch or YouTube oh, or whatever. Yeah, Probably. We don't really understand the way people <laughs> play video games now. We know how we do it. Right. So far outside of what we do. Yes. But yeah. so
1: that's what I think is happening is people are playing the game on an emulator on their computer in for either to e- capture the gameplay footage easier or just for better, like, performance, like, frame rate and stuff like that. And potentially that the emulation is what's causing some issues. And so they're trying to, like, separate the two. Yeah,
0: it begs the question of why emulate the Switch version, though? Because there's, like, a PlayStation version and a Xbox, like, that seem to be uh, performing better without these glitches. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I right? don't
1: either. I don't. I don't. And yet... We committed ourselves to talking we, we, about.
0: We got it. We had. got to bring it up at least. It just. It's. It's a. It's a buyer beware situation. Um. That's that. That's what's going on with Sonic Colors. Um. Mark, this one sort of snuck up on us. Uh. Because it had that sort of like. Uh. Early release for people with the digital deluxe edition last week, so we didn't talk about it on last week's show. But we are talking about it now, and removed from the sort of like controversy of. Uh. It being buggy on emulators or it being buggy at all. Um. Uh, how do you feel about Sonic Colors Ultimate? Is it something that uh, you care about at all?
1: Will be will we be visiting it in some way? I don't think so. Yeah. Which I am always looking for another Sonic game to get into, which because I loved Sonic Mania so much, which really yeah. like, surprised me, i loved, 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 loved Sonic Mania. And so I'm always looking for that next Sonic game that I should be playing but this one does not feel like it. It has not captured mm-hmm. my excitement in the same way.
0: I mean, I'm sort of happy to wait for the new Sonic game that's supposedly coming out next year, um, seeing if it's any
1: good. Yeah, I mean, why not?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, we don't need to add another Sonic game to the borrowing <laughs> program, right?
1: <laughs> oh, and then on Friday, a game that I am very excited for, WarioWare Get It Together, is released on Switch. It's 50 bucks. Um, I was so elated to see another WarioWare game announced at Nintendo's E3 showcase. And the fact that they are introducing, like, co-op multiplayer, oh my the God. fact that you're going to be controlling these characters themselves instead of before you were always just acting as yourself in these games. I don't know. It's just a fun twist on the WarioWare formula. If you have never played a WarioWare game before, I highly recommend you check out the demo. They are just kind of like manic, crazy, fun. WarioWare get it together this Friday.
0: Yeah. And while the demo is super fun, I do recommend everyone check it out. There's uh, always like a depth of gameplay experiences within a WarioWare game that aren't immediately apparent um, as you are playing like a just a barrage of micro games, right? That there are always different ways that it can serve them up to you in, uh, uh, matters that are either like faster or crazier or that challenge you in some kind of way um i'm very much looking forward to all those little like twists on the formula and uh everything that you already said about it i'm very excited it's already downloaded pre-downloaded on my switch um it's a day's you know negative six purchase for me um so yeah I'm, I'm 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 right there
1: and then also on friday nba 2k 2K20- 22 22 is I had to really think yeah, about that one. 2K22, 2K 20. right? That just feels so wrong coming out of my mouth, and yet that is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is released this Friday as well.
0: When do you think we start dropping the uh, the 2K or like the 2000? Like, because we got to a point where we we stopped saying 1998. Well, I
1: think the 2K is there because it's part of, of the brand. 2K game. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it would just be like. You need something else because EA, theoretically, I don't even know if they make them anymore, has NBA Live. Sure. Or so I think you like the 2K is the part that like lets you know which game that's you're the buying. brand. Yeah.
0: Sure. Um, but I guess generally speaking, we sort of just are on to calling something whatever 22, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. That that indicates. Or we the just year- call it
1: like. I, I feel like if they're going to do a gritty reboot of Ooh. an NBA game, they just call it NBA. the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You got to unfacebook it. <laughs>
0: um. All right. Uh. That's what's coming out this week. Uh, let's close the segment out. Which leads us to a- another regular segment on our show. It is time for 4:33. 1952 American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433 wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, today we are discussing our favorite sports mascots, professional or amateur. Um, This was a suggestion sent to us by... John. John, thank you, John. Um, Mark, who are your favorite sports mascots?
1: Quick question, clarification before we get into the meat of this. So, uh, is a mascot only the, like, avatar that is out on the field, Mm. you know, like, normally in, like, a a foam costume, you know, like, think uh, when you visit Mickey Mouse at Disneyland, like, that sort of thing. Or is can it just be like part of the logo? And because sometimes I feel like that happens, right? right Where... well,
0: yeah, and it's like I, I feel like you almost have to take it like holistically, right? because the creature that you see out on the field or at, at the stadium may not bear too much of a resemblance to the animal that's part of the logo. and sometimes even like within uh design changes, the uh, the animal in the logo looks different. So I think we can either look at it holistically and say like uh, the sum total of these parts of the mascot are, are good or this specific version of the mascot is good.
1: Right. Well, cause yeah, I th- I think that's fair. I, I have a fair. very specific example okay, in my head. Great.
0: Um I uh Bango Buck, the Bucks Buck, right? Um, he is a deer. Um, and during uh, you know, this last year Bucks did great this last year. They they won uh the championship. Um and, you know, their whole thing was Fear the Deer, right? And they've got this, like, logo that's, like, a mean-looking deer just, like, staring down the barrel of the, of the camera. But there is also an older logo, which is, like, Bango Buck. And, like, he's got his little hoof up. and He's, <laughs> he's spinning the <a> basketball <laughs> on his little hoof, and he's smiling. And he's got those little, like, anime smile eyes. A different like, era. It's a different era and a different beast. And that's a beast that I prefer because it's so charming. <laughs> spinning it on his hoof. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. It's like the... uh, Fear the deer! (laughs) Uh, Do you know a mascot I admire is Gritty? Sure. The uh, official mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers. Gritty's just fun. Gritty's got personality, man. Gritty's got personality. And I'm not really sure, like, what that... Gritty's got attitude. Yeah, okay. Like, um, he is, like, friendly, but also seems like... You know he could eat a child if pushed. Yeah, I too mean he, far, You know he, what I mean. He
0: feels like a like animal from the Muppets. Yes, right. Yes, where yeah. where you're like you're cool. I wouldn't want to know you in real life.
1: <laughs> Here's a mystery. Yeah. The Los Angeles a- a- Angels of Anaheim is that what they're called now? The I th-
0: I think so. Yes. The okay. Los- yes. yes. Um. That's right.
1: They don't have a mascot, right?
0: I mean, I think it's just Christopher Lloyd from Angels in the Outfield.
1: <laughs> that would be, I would love that. I would love if that were true.
0: Um, Yeah, um, mascots are, I, I have a hard time. There's, uh, you just, because you know there's just like someone inside a suit. Who's yes. like having a tough go. <laughs>
1: are they though? I feel like it's Maybe kind of fun. A, like Maybe a great. Fun. It seems like a, it seems like it has the potential to be a very fun job. You're beloved by sure, fans. Sure, sure. Uh, you're super athletic. So you have that going for you. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why are you super athletic? Well, uh, cause they're always doing like handstands and backflips mm, and like okay, dunking okay. stuff. Like uh it's it's not just your average person, just like showing up, you know. And I'm being, saying like, that's a lot of hard work. <laughs> I think it is it is it <laughs> yeah, is okay, okay. but I think it'd be fun. Again, you're beloved, mm. right?
0: Except by the fans from the visiting team.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. That's, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Um there was a specific mascot. Oh, Mark, have you seen this uh, series of blooper videos um, with the uh, Minnesota hockey team? Um, I think it's the the college. It's a Gopher, um, and uh, it's like a guy who sells cars, um, and it's it's a, a series of bloopers where he's got a um, like a bear mascot. And the bear mascot just keeps falling down, uh, <laughs> while the uh, gopher is like uh, skating circles around. They're out on the ice, and this poor guy is <laughs> a bear costume and just constantly eats the ice. Have you? Oh well, I guess we no. Never I know. guess I guess we'll never know. Um, Mark, we were accompanied today by pianist Kyle Shaw. All right, Mark, let's get into the news.
1: Are Game Boy games going to the Nintendo Switch online service? Ask the rumor mill, and it says yes.
0: Yeah, Not even like a maybe or probably. The rumor mill yeah. says yes. Com-
1: are committed. So, starting with a discussion on a podcast called Nate the Hate, and then corroborated by Nintendo Life and Eurogamer, the rumor indicates that Nintendo is set to add Game Boy and Game Boy Color games to Switch online library as early as this month which i guess the timing makes sense because i feel like both the nes and snes switch online were revealed in september
0: revealed and uh came out in september the nes switch online came out uh september 19th uh 2018 and the snes switch online came out september 5th 2019 okay did i say 2019 for both them 18
1: for the nes uh, 19 for the super NES. so it's been a couple of years since we've had any additions um game boy and game boy color how are we feeling about that um i mean it's a little bit of a there's
0: a lot of uh there's a lot of like dregs in there right like i feel like the the game boy uh on an even higher level than like the nes just had like shovelware right like the the game boy was an incredibly popular system and everyone was making games for it um and just like the sheer number of like crappy license games that came out on that thing I can't imagine they're gonna be bringing too many of that sort of game to this thing um but it, it leaves me asking a lot of questions about what this library could be in a way that's compelling
1: yeah I, I feel like about the game boy and the game boy color to some extent into my mind they are almost the same thing yeah but I feel the same way about that that I did the NES whereas I think there is a a good bushel full of great titles that I would be really excited to be able to replay. But um the NES has really like diminishing returns for me as far as like its library because there's a lot of games that are like arcade ports and puzzle games and like that's like, not where
0: not great arcade ports. Right, where
1: it's like really like fairly rudimentary and it's difficult for me to go back and like really want to enjoy them. And that's how I feel about the Game Boy as well. Like, I think that there are real awesome games in the library that I am hoping that they bring over. But then there's just a lot of stuff that, like, I don't care about personally.
0: It's also one of those things where, like, you know, we played a little bit of the um, Castlevania collection, which has three Game Boy games on it, right? Um, Castlevania, Castlevania 2, and Kid Dracula. Um, And all of those games, uh, like the visual limitations of the Game Boy are so severe when compared to e- any other classic uh, system that we still play today or a classic library that we still play today. Um, and like, it, you have to like meet it 90% of the way, right? Like you have to really be like, this is what I'm doing. This is the graphical fidelity that I'm engaged with.
1: I do wonder if they will like super Game Boy- everything like give you the option to toggle between regular game boy and like super game boy or even like the game boy color versions of all of the game boy games where wait was that even a feature no right if you played a game boy game in a game boy color was it in color so
0: yes it would pick like one of the uh like automatic palettes and just like apply it to it okay and like in color just means it's still the same like four color because that's all the the game boy was only displaying in in four colors, so it would still only be that. Um, but yeah, there's like I I don't know. We're gonna have a whole big conversation about uh this uh the the service and what we think the launch is gonna look like on Thursday. But uh since we're probably we, look the the brief for Thursday is talk about the library not the features. Um so I really hope they do have all of these Super Game Boy features in this, uh, letting you pick the color palettes, letting you pick borders. Because um, you're gonna need to have some sort of border for this thing. They can't let you like blow it up to the size of your, uh, you know, seventy-two inch <laughs> screen. Um, and like, I mean, first of all, it's it's also within the wrong aspect ratio too. So like, there's just so much, um, that like this is going to require that the other two services really didn't, including how you deal with like link cable functionality. Um, because that was a big part of the Game Boy's library, where two-player games.
1: Well, but I, and I think that will not be a problem, because one thing that I always forget about when we're talking about the Nintendo Switch Online, yeah. these like NES and SNES services, is that every game that they bring, every single game, has online functionality, where you can connect yes. with another person, you can watch them play, or if it's a two-player game, you can play together online. So the link cable stuff, I think, is inherent in you know like bringing these games over.
0: It's still just a little bit different though because the Game Boy also always had the two screens, right? So like uh the difference with the Game Boy and the uh or sorry, with the uh NES and the Super NES is that like you're both viewing the same screen when you're playing it uh like over the internet, right? You're witnessing the exact same thing happening. Whereas with the Game Boy games it'll be two different screen oh, experiences. Yeah. You yeah.
1: Know? yeah, that's true. That's true. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean I think So I guess two bullet points to this that we don't necessarily have to dwell on very long. But one is, would Pokemon be included in, you know, something like this? Because Pokemon is such, they continue to sell those games um, regularly.
0: Yeah, I, uh, and again, we will talk more about this on Thursday, but I don't know why you would bother to include the Game Boy Color library if you were not going to include some Pokemon game.
1: And maybe it's like Pokemon Pinball and not necessarily like the mainline games themselves. The second part of this is that, like, the rumor doesn't address uh, Nintendo's future plans, as in are any other libraries like the Nintendo 64, the Nintendo GameCube, or, of course, the Game Boy Advance. Which I think, for me, when I saw these rumors, you know, like, I was like, this is awesome just doing the quick scan and not realizing the Game Boy Advance is not included. Which makes complete sense. I understand why it would be its own thing. Whether it comes ever or not, um, but Game Boy Advance is, I think, the one that we all want, the one that we covet.
0: Yeah. Well, and at this point, I think also Nintendo sixty four, even though those games like aged pretty badly, most of them. Um, yeah, I, I think there would be more excitement around those two libraries. I still think there, there's a there's a chance that this is fun and exciting, and we're going to talk about uh, libraries that I think. Would be really neat if Nintendo executes on it, but we'll just have to see. They make some weird decisions with these libraries.
1: Yeah, and also I think the combination of Game Boy and Game Boy Color is positive because that means that we're going. Oh man, if if they broke it out, (laughs) oh my god. (laughs) So yeah, um, again, just rumors at this point, but the timing makes sense, Mm -hmm. and potentially, you know, we could get a Nintendo Direct. In September, it has happened before, historically. Yeah. Although, Nintendo's holiday is pretty well booked up, so I mm-hmm. don't know exactly what we would get from something like that.
0: Well, it's also interesting because uh, it's so much of um, Nintendo's like online presence right now, even in the lead-up to um, the release of WarioWare, has been um, uh, Met- uh, Metroid Dread-focused. Yeah, that's true. Um, so like, they are, in, in their promotional uh, stance right now, for that game, which makes me think that they're not going to be ready to talk about anything new until after October 8th.
1: Ooh, how fun would it be to get a Metroid Direct?
0: Oh, man. That'd be so fun. Mark, don't you dare.
1: Um, But again, we'll be talking more about this on Thursday when we try to predict the launch lineup for this uh, Game Boy slash Game Boy Color Switch Online. Assuming that it is an actual thing,
0: and and also, uh, presuming that we don't get scooped and the whole thing gets revealed
1: <laughs> on Wednesday or something. That's right. That's right. Uh, the Big Brain Academy series is coming to Switch. Last week, Nintendo announced a Big Brain Academy Brain vs. Brain to be released on December 3rd. It's um. So I've never played any of the Brain Academy games before. Yeah,
0: me neither. There I- was a
1: DS one, mm-hmm. and there was a Wii version. But I always confused this with um, uh, brain training. Brain age. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't know that I confuse them so much as, like, brain age is such a big present was such a big presence for uh, my experience with the um, DS uh, that, like, Big Brain Academy is just, uh, like, it, it's the more, like, gamified version of it, Right that like uh and and like more with more multiplayer focus i don't know i don't know either this is me asking questions Uh, but
1: uh so big brain academy brain versus brain releasing december 3rd same day as advance wars um for what is it one plus two reboot camp yeah switch is released and uh it's focused on multiplayer with family-friendly challenges uh, not online play in the sense that you can play with another person, but it seems like there's like a robust ghost system to allow you to compete against friends and strangers asynchronously. Solo mode is available as well. It's 30 bucks. And uh, yeah, this was just one of those stealth releases on Twitter. Yeah. Where Nintendo just kind of dropped the news, but still leaves me wondering why can we not get brain age?
0: Yeah. It seems like, look, I want Brain Age, um. So I feel like that should be enough. It is interesting to see them exploring the price scale here. Mm-hmm. The fact that this is a thirty-dollar game, WarioWare is a fifty-dollar game, um, and the, you know the uh, Advanced Wars uh, One Plus Two Reboot Camp is uh, sixty bucks. Um, it's just a, uh, it's, it's, it's neat. Uh, I, I would have thought that uh, Nintendo would have just put everything at sixty and held the line there, which seemed like they're playing for a while right like i remember there being a little bit of a what when like link's awakening mm-hmm. was 60 bucks or like pokemon uh let's go Eevee and pikachu 60 bucks um and you buy two of them <laughs> um yeah it, so it's uh it, it's nice to see them sort of being like no okay th- this one's this one's 30 this one's 50
1: yeah wario is a little bit of a mystery to me because yeah. my memory is that smooth moves on the wii was full price and that the ds ones have all been full price
0: yeah, yeah, that's my memory as well. Um, but I mean, maybe they just recognize that it is, they because they've never sold a WarioWare game at 60 bucks.
1: Yeah, that's right. Smooth Moves was $50. Because, because of that, uh, that. the Wii game, yeah. Yep, yep. Um,
0: and then it. other than that, like the series has mostly been portable, right? So mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that's just like the mindset that they're in that like, this is the sort of pricing of a portable game, but uh, obviously not how they're looking at everything.
1: Nintendo announced last week that it would be skipping the Tokyo Game Show this year which uh, means they won't have a physical presence. They won't be showing off any games at that time. uh, Tokyo Game Show 2021 starts September 30th. I love, love, love that Nintendo announced that they're going to be skipping TGS. That's a move that uh, we should all be doing next time we are not able to make a wedding or something like that. Not just that we don't RSVP, it is that we issue a press release saying that that we're not going to attend.
0: I mean, I think most people would prefer that you do RSVP, not it coming? <laughs> Mark, are you just throwing out wedding invitations?
1: <laughs> uh, however, Square Enix has confirmed that Project Triangle Strategy will make the appearance of the show. So we have that to look forward to, if nothing else.
0: Project Triangle Strategy, a game I keep forgetting about. Uh, but uh, when it comes up in the news, I'm very excited. Um, I'm a little worried it's going to be Octopath Traveler-y. Um, in that I will be excited to play the first like seven or eight hours and then fall off of it. But also... That's
1: fine. Yeah, because like I yeah, I definitely didn't finish Octopath Traveler, but, um, but the time that I did spend with it, I enjoyed. And I hopefully Project Triangle Strategy will be the same way. Maybe here they will officially announce the Project Triangle Strategy. It's going to be known by its new name, just Triangle Strategy. We got a look at gameplay for Marvel's Midnight Suns, the XCOM-like strategy game we talked about last week, featuring dark magic Marvel characters like Blade, Ghost Rider, and Magic. Uh, some of the stuff that we learned about the game, there's a base, referred to as the Abbey, where your character can forge relationships with the other heroes in the game.
0: So that's a very Fire Emblem Three Houses sort of... Yeah, it's of. an Abbey even. Yeah, so it's, it's... I mean, they may as well call it the Garrick Mach Monastery. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love... Uh, I know I know, you're not going to be romancing Wolverine, but, like, why has no one released
1: a game where I can romance Wolverine? I We'll hold out for hope that uh Midnight Sun sequel brings us the uh, character romances we truly desire. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the biggest surprise is that combat is at least partially card-based, meaning you won't always have the same abilities at your disposal. Which is honestly never a like gameplay battle style that I have ever enjoyed. Yeah, but I'm keeping an open mind.
0: Yeah, I that, that that's where I am too. I wanted it to be, and look again. I've never actually played an Xcom game I've only played Xcom like games uh, but I've enjoyed them uh, and they have not had card mechanics i I don't know how, how do you feel about video card games in general
1: I don't have the attention span for them
0: yeah I, I, I don't either like i I had a buddy try to get me into hearthstone for a while and like it was fun while I was playing it with him but then you know as soon as I put it down I'm like I can't I don't have the headspace for it anymore
1: yeah I have the difficult time like learning digitally like I need like an analog like for cards right yeah. like I need an analog thing that I can like hold in touch and like understand and so like it I it just not able to interact with things that way um I just don't retain information the same way when I'm playing the game.
0: yeah well hopefully the like XCOM like elements here we are this is a, a strategy game heavy uh sort of segment of of, of the news here Um, Hopefully that uh, carries it and the Marvelness um, so that the the limitations of the card-based combat aren't so, you
1: know, intangible that you can't enjoy it. The game launches on everything, including Switch, in spring 2022. And finally, Animal Crossing Amiibo cards, the series 1 through 4, are getting a restock, but only at Target stores. And so far, no evidence that they'll be available to purchase online. Uh, brave of Target, I would say, I feel bad for oh, the <laughs> crew members who are <laughs> working stores. So the Animal Crossing Amiibo cards, can I tell you my memory of what they are? Yeah. And we'll puzzle this out together. Yes, let's do it. Is that, uh, I guess, it's exactly what it sounds like. Instead of releasing full Amiibo, they released, uh, like, limit, in limited quantities, these Amiibo cards of different villagers. And if you scan them, you get those villagers will come to your island, and so that went yeah. crazy for them. Is that That's, right? Is that true? Kind of. Okay. So that
0: that that is a lot of their functionality in Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Um, that so that in addition to villager cards, there are just like other characters. So like K.K. Slider has a card, and uh, you know uh, Doctor Shrunk, and like all, all the all these other um, characters that are that have other utilities in the Animal Crossing games. So those are not characters that you can call to your island, um, but the uh, amiibo cards. If you have one for Cookie, for example, you can invite her to the island, uh, to the campsite, and then you know interact with her until she agrees to move to the island and live with you forever. So like, if you are one of those people that's really into like having a designer island with all of the exact uh, neighbors that you want, um, you don't need the animal crossing amiibo cards but it will speed up your progress considerably to do so and that's part of why they've been uh sold out and in you know been a hot commodity for some time Uh, they're also used in uh animal crossing new leaf animal crossing uh the happy home designer and the amiibo festival game so they do have a lot of uh, a lot of utility Not just in uh, New Horizons, but obviously New Horizons is huge.
1: Is the Amiibo Festival game? Is that like the the Mario Party esque? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, for the Wii U, right? Yeah.
0: Do you want to come over and play it? It's awful.
1: We should at some time (laughs) for sure. We should. uh, I mean, sidebar episode idea. We do like all those like Mario Party esque party games. We try to play like Wii Party. We play. Um, this thing and Amiibo Festival. Yeah. Packs of the Animal Crossing Amiibo cards are $5.99 and will be available early September. So maybe now.
0: Uh, I mean, this is a surefire recipe for like a mad dash for people punching each other out at the checkout line at Target. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I guess if they don't
1: announce when it's going to happen, you just have to start punching people at Target every day until uh, you get your hands on them. All
0: right. Well, we don't actually endorse that kind of behavior. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you should share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff. It helps us out a lot when you do that. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan Meyer logo our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers uh, sincerely saying don't punch people at Target. And thank you for listening. Greetings, listeners of Nintendo Cartridge Society.
1: Are you ready for a promo? Let's do yoga.
0: Let's get fit. Hi,
1: I'm Nick. And I'm Uriel, And we're
0: the hosts of Hella in 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 Your Your 30s.
1: This is a podcast for people of all ages, all about navigating this dystopian world we live in.
0: (laughs) That's right. So every Monday we invite you into our living room or out into the world on whatever adventures we go on.
1: Or into our living room for an adventure in our living room.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like having your wife challenge you to a great British baking show style competition in your own kitchen.
1: That's right. Or maybe, you know, you want to know what it's like to volunteer at a food bank.
0: Or maybe, uh, well you know, you want to hear what it's like to foster kittens in the midst
1: of a pandemic. That's right. Super easy. But giving cats medication is literally the worst thing in the world
0: <laughs> okay anyways if you want to hang out with us find us every Monday hella in your 30s wherever you get your podcast so tomorrow's a new day let's order a pizza